0: Good evening and welcome back to a Thursday Night Live episode of Red Tinted Glasses. Callum is in the co-host seat, he's given up packing up the flat because Barry Robson could be quickly packing up his office at Cormac Park if things don't improve. Despite John Beaton's man of the match performance um, yesterday, he couldn't help Aberdeen um, get anything other than a one all draw at St Johnston as it feels like two points dropped, Callum. You were there, Callum. It was an below par, maybe that's a bit of an understatement in terms of performance. But being there, could you maybe sum up the mood at full time for those of us not, or I was gonna say not lucky enough to be in the stands, but feels rather fortunate not to have been in the stands last night and watching that.
1: Um it was interesting. There was some applause mixed with some booze, and I'd say it was actually probably pretty even. Um I feel like a lot of the applause was probably, you know, for well, a lot of it was for Boyan Miofsky, admittedly. Um, it, it seemed like I, I was in the Boo Brigade, however, um, particularly fucked off at a certain few individuals that we'll get into later on. <laughs> um, and I don't think by Robson came anywhere near the away end either. Sort of shirked away, it seemed. I couldn't even see him. Um, I think he was quickly down the tunnel which is no real surprise. It's just a shame he wasn't climbing over any advertising boards. That's sort of how I feel. And uh, no amount of My Chemical Romance uh, or any other pop punk uh, on the way up the road uh, could improve my mood. In fact, bit very fitting, uh, I felt, um, put on the goth tunes and um, just that sort of summed things up. I don't think we can sum it up better than that, really. Goth tunes on the way up the road. <laughs>
0: A very depressing, or as Paul Donaldson says, to use the phrase of the week, um, for those of you that have been tuning into the news, of course, relating to Nicholas Sturgeon and Jason Leach, a complacent abomination of a performance last night. Um, I think that kind of hits the, the nail on the head. And for those that have been tuning into traitors, um, Barry Robson could very quickly be facing the round table and potential banishment um, if these performances don't improve anytime soon. But he stuck faith with the team from the last two outings both against Ross County and Clyde naming an unchanged 11 but Callum the the problems uh, really from Friday night's game against Clyde where we lacked width and any sort of kind of directness uh, I think we discussed in the the review reared their ugly heads again despite a a positive opening five ten minutes we quickly faded away into our shells and a, a few players who have been kind of peg uh, square pegs into round holes kind of showed them I'm, I'm looking at dante polvara in particular for me stood out as a, a player quite lax in possession Um I, I know you've certainly picked out Leighton clarkson and jamie mcgrath as well when we were speaking last night but it, it was a first half that just was not fluid in any shape or form and i'm really surprised that barry robson thought we dominated the the, the first 35 40 minutes
1: Absolutely mental. Uh, I've read quotes of some of the, uh, his post-match comments, but I haven't brought myself to actually listen to it. Um, don't bother and, then. <laughs> yeah, I you was know, you know, there last night, got a cold now, so I don't think I need to make myself feel any worse, really. Um, I don't know. I suppose the starting eleven what well, worked against Ross County, but we solved problems against Clyde um, and... I was more in favour of us starting with, with that side, but we did highlight the fact that there is going to be width problems, and that was ev- very evident. Um mm. first 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe went fine, went for a pie, couldn't even get the macarito, macar- macaroni and chorizo pie. I uh, came back and it was just about shite from there on out, to be honest. Um, I spent a lot of time getting the balls wide to the, to the full backs, uh, when then they just had simply nothing Nothing ahead of them, which meant they then had to turn back inside, back to the centre backs, which then meant moans and groans. But it would have been moans and groans anyway if they just punted it down the line because there was no fucker there, mm. um, and that, that's the real issue. And it's it's crazy that he's gone. This I don't know when he you could see that's not clearly not working with um, sort of two centre mids out wide, kind of out wide, and um, sort of as a, a inside left, inside right. It felt like. Um, from 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 back in the day, and uh, it, it just so slow. Like Nicky Devlin getting the ball, fuck all ahead of him. Or Paul Vara got the ball out wide. Nicky Devlin taking far too long to get outside him. And uh, one particular occasion, uh, he barely tried to get outside him, and then we lost the ball. And then he barely tried to get back. Um, and it was just an abysmal showing sort of all around and when all the problems are there and we didn't make the changes either uh, to help to resurrect them which we'll mm. come on to later on uh, you just worry don't you yet at the same time we're not really surprised are we I,
0: and I think that last point there is what is kind of damning of where we are just now none of us are surprised at the fact we didn't make the glaringly obvious changes. None of us are surprised that we ended up conceding yesterday. And there's maybe even just a sense of no real frustration. It's a a sense of, well, we're back where we were after we lost to Kilmarnock. And we papered that over with victory over um, Hearts. We're back where we were after we lost to Samirin we papered that over with victory over Ross County. We're just going in this vicious circle that seems to be papered over by fortuitous wins. And to be honest, I said, you know, I wasn't getting carried away after the victory up in Dingwall. People criticised us for having that opinion. As we've said, everyone's entitled to their, their own opinion. But It feels like that victory in Dingwall especially did do a lot of papering over the cracks. You know, Clyde was a very favourable Scottish Cup draw, despite being away and everyone wanting to remind us of the past. So, again, two games really to start the month that was very much job done and as the musical box has has said in the, his comments been on screen for a while, we're not playing like a quality side. We've got lots of passing for, for no real end product. And Johnny Main, um, probably f- for his best and, and his blood pressure's best, not being in the co-host seat tonight, um, stating the, the glaringly obvious as well with no width, no urgency and no quality as well. Because you, you mentioned the, the kind of the points on the right-hand side with, with Devlin and Polvara. There was times where we maybe did have that bit of urgency from Dante Polvara trying to start a counter-attack. But instead of freeing Leighton Clarkson with a pass, he wanted that one or two extra touches and then turned back into trouble or got dispossessed. Or when we tried to play the pass, we tried to play a fancy pass instead of keeping it simple. There's just... I said today to one of the guys at work, I, I don't see any identity with, with this Aberdeen team right now. Uh, and I saw someone earlier, I uh, hear John Smith saying, Robson's got two formations. One is shite and doesn't work. And the other he hates, even though it does work. And w- almost like when it came to appointing Barry Robson, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place with what formation we play right now.
1: Uh, a little bit. I mean, I think there's a very point about sort of no style, uh, no width, no urgency, no quality. So much sort of dilly-dallying about. Um, okay fine controlled possession but there's no point in doing so if you're not going to do fucking anything with it and the mm-hmm. amount of times you know Gartenman or Rubic or one of the full backs just dilly-dallying on the ball maybe some space to run into they walk into it uh, and it's just very very frustrating uh, in fact I think we should get the plane out uh, that, that Hart's previously hired uh, no <laughs> style no bottle Robson out I reckon we'll have to change a few letters so it's okay yeah
0: I, we're nearly there. Who's Who's got a pilot's license that can fly that um, tomorrow? Wait, when is it? Oh, I, we could just do it at Tyncastle, I suppose. That shows how little oh, you care. When is it? But I think it, it just shows the apathy that is amongst this, the support right now. I think even if you look at, you know, when we were talking last night, you were mentioning the game coming up midweek and Tuesday about how you can't even be bothered uh, attending the home game against Dundee. I think you only need to look at the way the club have now gone to advertise the Bonnie Rig Rose Cup game. The fact it's immediately on sale, £15, which I think we'd said 10, kind of I lent towards 15. They've used six loyalty points. That's how desperate the club are getting that they're increasing the loyalty point allocation from four to six to try and draw in a crowd it really feels we're we're clutching, but I can't help but feel we're almost getting to the stage where that game is going to be either an interim manager or a new manager's first game in charge.
1: Well, let's hope they've uh, had a couple of games in charge prior to then. Um, I mean, the fact it's six loyalty points shows you how desperate, as as you say. Uh, However, mental that Clyde on a Friday night in shite weather, only four. So it doesn't really add up, does it?
0: No, it, it doesn't. I, and another thing kind of before we get into the second half, whilst I'm still on my, my rant just now, and it was a point made by uh, Stephen at my work today, and he said, go and look back at the, the fixtures from the first set of league games so our opening 10 games, although we can't include Dundee because we're yet to play them. And look how the trend flows from those games to the times we played the teams twice. So we've played Celtic twice, lost both. Same with Killian Hibbs, lost both. We've played St. Johnson twice, drawn twice, played St. Mirren twice, drawn the first one, which we're for- fortunate to do. Obviously, a last minute penalty, followed the second game by defeat. So we're being the exact same or getting worse. There's a few anomalies there, of course, with Livingston having drawn on the opening day and then beating them, Rangers um, being the, the other anomaly as well. But we're not a side that's improving. Uh, when we're playing the same team. Again, hearts, you could argue an anomaly, but no team ever wins that away fixture. Bodes well for this weekend. So Barry Robson, there's a lot of been talk around him and and the group of players. I still maintain this is a good squad, but is Barry getting the best out of them just now? No,
1: he's certainly not. Um, (laughs) Moving on. I'm (laughs) beginning to think that it's maybe not such a good squad as we thought. Like players that came in and looked... The business, or so well we were led to believe, sort of like Jensen and Garton. When you're now beginning to question um, Jensen coming on yesterday, pretty poor. Um, likewise, Angus McDonald. Can I remember him just simply rushing a clearance when he had so
0: much time to take the ball down. Um, harsh on him, I know, because he's not played a lot of football and arguably he should have. The other thing on the Angus substitution was: was it entirely necessary to even bring him on at that point? You know, one one ten minutes to go, could you have brought on a, a more forward-thinking player?
1: No, no, um, no, we shouldn't have done that. We just stuck exactly where we were with five at the back. It was mental that he brought on Angus McDonald. And um, okay, whatever, Ribic going off. I mean, it's probably he's probably the best of best of of a bad bunch at the back perhaps Mm. you could say Um, however not using that opportunity which is a perfect opportunity because he's probably just about the only defender you could have taken off really Uh, him going off injured and bringing on a straight swap when you could have brought on Morris or Duke Uh, you could have adjusted Uh, you could have brought on both in fact it then ruled out the opportunity to bring on anyone else at all because we'd used all three stoppages yeah. Insane decision making with ten minutes to go uh, away at at St Johnston. Who, to be fair to them, I've got to give credit. To them we've been very down on Aberdeen. Mm. Very good, deserve to win. Arguably, um, I said to you in the latter stages of the, of the game yesterday, were making such good niggly fouls to yeah. stop counter attack and just taking bookings for the team, not conceding even a chance. Um, And they were decent. And it's not what you expect out of a Craig Levine side. I mean, they arguably could could, could have won that game 2-0. If you think about it, Brother Beating really helped us out uh, with a dodgy penalty, uh, disallowed their goal probably incorrectly as well. Uh, And I suppose they hit the post too. So it could have been 3-0, actually. Yeah. And we couldn't really have had that many qualms.
0: No, exactly. And I I, I think you know, had that that shot from Max Kudievsky gone in at, at the end, probably couldn't complain. And Paul Donaldson, um, speaking about the, the previous manager, Stephen Glass when sacked ninth place, 25 played 29 points, 1.16 points per game. Goodwin, seventh place, 23 played 29 points, 1.2, um, six points per game. Barry Robson, we're currently 7th place, 19 played, 23 points, 1.21 points per game so far this season. Very much in Sacking's territory if the last two are anything to go by. And given three of our next four games are against the current top three in the league, um, two of those games being away from home as well, and our record against Celtic as atrocious as it is, it doesn't bode well for picking up a a bundle of points coming up and Dundee have shown this season that there are very much no mugs um, either. I wanted to go back to a point because it's kind of in the notes as well from Pedro 73. What has he been working on at the training ground? He said for weeks he was looking forward to the winter break to get the team on the training pitch and even ahead of the game last night we also had... um, An extra day if you want uh, on St. Johnston, given we played Friday night, they played Saturday afternoon uh, and of course lost. We spoke about St. Johnston probably having that probably added incentive being the the wounded animal of going out in a, a cup upset. Maybe some might have viewed that as we didn't take advantage of it. And going back to the point from Pedro 73 is, it doesn't look like we're a team that's working on much at the training ground, other than the fancy set piece that we tried in the opening 10 minutes, that was a terrible ball in from Jamie McGrath.
1: I Yeah, I, I, I really can't see what, well, there's no sort of clear, like kind of passages of play. You'd have thought perhaps if we're going to go with this sort of narrow five in midfield, then we would certainly have patterns of play for when the ball goes out to the wing backs in order to give us that width. We're not seeing any of that whatsoever. And, um, I mean, certainly when it came uh, late on in the game, once it had gone one-one, the, the panic in terms of giving long balls to Johnny Hayes and Leighton Clarkson, probably two of the three smallest players, maybe Daniel Phillips was slightly smaller than one of them, um, who by the way had a very good game. It, it, it's absolute lunacy, how it really is, and there isn't there's nothing you can't even really see what we're trying to do if we were trying to do something and it wasn't coming off and maybe we'd been unlucky then you could perhaps accept it to certain degrees um but you come away from that game and how many times can you think how many games can you think about this season you come away from it going i don't even know what the fuck we're trying to do there
0: and i guess as well as also what the fuck were we doing and trying to see the game out you know we're going to come on to the second half and criticism rightly will come Barry Robson's way once again in terms of game management and, and failure to to see the game out and as the musical box again says an indicator of the team mentality is how many times the ball is passed forward only to have the ball pa- passed straight back we do that a lot emphasis on lot there and I think again watching the game last night you could see that being pretty much our style of play St. Johnson were fluid in terms of their counter-attacking and, and as you mentioned, kind of the overlaps and our kind of slowness of, of doing that. Maybe, as you say, unexpected from a Craig Levine side was how direct and how quick they were.
1: I mean, I suppose you can ex- expect a Craig Levine side to be direct, but the the sort of quality that they did it with, um,
0: I don't know, maybe, maybe it does surprise me I've
1: not seen... Well, I think maybe like also
0: that. we're... we're Giving Craig Levine the credit, I think, considering he takes more of a backseat, and um, Andy Kirk does a lot of the coaching. Maybe we should be giving him the credit because, for those that have watched his break inside in the Highland League um, last season, will know that they like to attack at pace.
1: Yeah, I mean, they they surprised me certainly, and, and you know, as you mentioned, they were sort of that wounded animal having gone out to Airdrie. We did wonder um, whether you know confidence would be particularly low after that. I'll be looking to bounce back and. You certainly saw the character amongst them mm. as well, in, in terms of wanting to bounce back. And then the character we saw, saw sort of from Aberdeen, worried me completely. And in the first half, Kellerous telling the, the fans to calm down when the fans were booing John Beaton, um, first of all. And actually, you know what? Maybe Kellerous was right, um, because Beaton was our best player on the day. <laughs> and I think Graham Shane was doing the same again, just giving it the like relaxed kind of thing. And then they, if you're going to do those things, you need to have a bit about you. And they, none of them did, to be honest. I mean, maybe Conor Barron, I, I think maybe the only one, perhaps, and Miofsky, I guess, for taking his penalty well, with kind of pass marks. Other than that, even then, we've probably been kind. Um, and then for Keller to then go and cock it up in the way he did. First of all, with Graham Carey, good strike. Um, go shouldn't have been disallowed. And Kellarus falling down like a sack of tatties and getting hands to the ball, getting beat as near post. And then to later on, really, really cock up a cross that he probably doesn't even need to come for. Um, Baffling. Absolutely baffling.
0: Baffling indeed. And Adam Heddle saying, we didn't deserve anything. We had two VAR calls going our way, which was harsh in both those calls. I I think I, I agree with that because I think had both those Calls gone against us, we'd be sitting here absolutely lamenting VAR and how it's shite and how the game shouldn't be re-reffed. Um, he makes another point about going to a back five to defend, um, which we'll, we'll come on to, to shortly. But I, I want to come on to, to Kel Roos. Um, Paul Donaldson is probably probably one of the only people that I've seen actually defending Kel, um, or Kelly, uh, as Saints TV kept calling him last night. Um, he says, I've seen folk blaming Kel Roos, but it was a very poor all-round performance, so don't think the keeper can be singled out for mistakes at the goal and the disallowed one. <sighs> I'm going to agree to disagree, Paul. Um, And as I said to you last night, Callum, mainly because the fact how he was bumping his gums pre-Clyde about how his job is just as important as the rest of the team in tight games to remain focused, to remain concentrated um, at all times because it's his job if the games are tight and in the balance to keep the team in the game. Um, But on two occasions... He did his best to absolutely chuck the game. Um, is it a good strike from Graham Kerry? Yes. Is it a foul on Jamie McGrath? Not for me. Should Roos be beating at his near post? Absolutely not. The fact when he kind of saves the ball, I think he's even behind the line uh, and pushes it into the side netting. It, it, I think any keeper of any quality, whether you want to claim Roos as a good quality keeper or not, should not be getting beaten like that at their at their near post.
1: No, absolutely not. And then at the opposite end, I was watching uh, Mitov, just kind of uh, with jealousy. Uh, in fact, he looks really good with his feet as well. And mm-hmm. um, if Bruce is to leave and not sign a new contract, then I would absolutely be delighted with with him coming in. Uh, if if we can attract the likes of St Johnston players by by the, yeah. by the end of the season, that is. Um, I I I don't know. I just. I don't know, I, I suppose Keller you know, he, there was a few suspect moments prior to his injury. Then he came back with Jay Horter providing competition Uh and he looked like a new man. And then all, all of a sudden this season, uh, at times he's bailed us out, certainly, and the, he did make a very good save, Um, I think. Pops, almost uh, I think straight about, after. Yeah, almost straight after. And he, uh, the, the credit to him for that, but at the same time, it kind of just makes me more annoyed in that, like, why? Why can he do that? Pull mm-hmm. off an excellent save and then just have two moments of madness. It would say,
0: yeah, and and I also agree with, with this point as well. If it was the first time this season Rose had got beaten at his near post, then fair enough. But um, as the Musical Box says, I think that's at least the third time, and it isn't the the first time he's done that. It is probably a, a weak area um, of his game but so is the, the rush of blood in terms of coming off the line for the second goal. What is he... Why? I genuinely still do not know why he's coming off his line. If he stays on his line like he tends to do nine times out of ten, the right-back heads the ball back into Kelerus. And how the fuck have St. Johnston found an Israeli right-back that's actually half-decent? Imagine if we actually gave our daddy a game, he could have been half-decent. We'll never know. Um, but yeah St Johnson have found a half decent Israeli right back who popped up and got his first goal on debut and yeah I, I just really don't know what what Kel's doing f- for that goal should never have been coming for that ball I- in the first place and the fact when he does come um, gets absolutely nowhere near it because I was always told as a keeper if you're going to come you have to be certain you're getting the ball otherwise you're going to get the blame if the ball ends up in the back of the net
1: yeah it it was very good. And for, like, Mr. St. won the header, it wasn't a particularly good header. You sort of no. sandwiched between two players. He just got something on it. And the fact Roos came for it meant there was half a chance of it going in because they made made contact. Yeah. And Roos no, absolutely nowhere near it. But as you say, if he just stays on his line, and he could easily make a catch, even let alone pull off a save. But it wasn't the only time that we looked terrible from crosses and it was mainly from the defensive perspective really um, it sort of looked like we'd never seen a cross in our life and we had no idea how to deal with them um, in terms of defensively and then likewise in the box uh, going forward too I guess it's just I don't, I, I, I don't know where we're meant to really go from here because as much as you know the tactics and things like that are, are, are clearly a bit of an issue you've got to question the players as well because when it's instances like that I mean is there any guarantee that you know if if things don't go uh, their uh, their way under a new manager should that happen that they're not just going to you know go back to the same error of their ways
0: and I guess this is going to start turning into the kind of question mark about are the players playing for Robson has he lost the dressing room when we start seeing examples of that as you allude to and you know, question marks are going to be raised around his uh, ability to use certain players or lack of using certain players. Again, when when we look at last night and, you know, for as much as the uh, award or, or sorry disallowment of the, the first St. Johnson goal um, was soft, the, the penalty was that we were awarded was just as soft. And again, as I said, you being there, Callum, did you even appeal for the penalty? Did you suspect it may be a penalty or were you just, ah, oh, well, we've fucked up another opportunity here?
1: Well, I appealed for uh, the sort of slight half kick on Rubicic, mm. just more out of, oh, I'll give it a go, I guess, and the fact it was probably Rubizic as well. So I just wanted him <laughs> to win a penalty. Um, I however, think that's what the penalty
0: was for, though.
1: Well, I don't really know. and There wasn't very much communication for otherwise, but regardless, having looked at it back, uh, I think it was on the Sky Sports highlights, which didn't make it very clear either. Both instances, whether it be the handball or the, the little trip or whatever, very soft either way, isn't mm-hmm. it? And consider ourselves very lucky to have got that penalty, which, by the way, I had no confidence we were going to score. Uh, so I was very much relieved uh, when Boyan sl- snuck it away. Suck it away? Stuck it away. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, time of asking. Oh.
0: But as was as was pointed out by Derek Ladingham on Twitter, and I messaged you this last night, it was Barry Robson was in the the middle of getting two subs ready. Esther Sokler and Johnny Hayes were were ready to come on, and they were away to come on. I think assuming that was going to be a, a goal kick. Yet we tuck the penalty away. We go one 0 up, and Barry Robson sticks with the decision to bring on Johnny Hayes, take on Esther Sokler, and revert to a back five. Now, going back to Barry Robson's press conference, I don't want to nitpick too much of what he says, but he fucking makes it easy as anything to nitpick. He mentions about changing the structure, and when you're going into a game 1-0 up, you shouldn't change the structure too much, stick with what you've got, and, and see the game out. He changed the fucking structure of the team. He literally did it himself. He changed what was working to something that has barely worked for us all season. And as soon as we did it, we looked even more clueless than we had prior. And when you're bringing on Johnny Hayes with half an hour to go, given some of the other players we've got on the bench, I mean, no offense, Johnny, but I'm really concerned at what that means for certain other players.
1: Yeah, certain other players that we've paid transfer fees for uh, as as well. Um, it's like he just like they were already you know stripped and ready to go. He actually, like he like he turned around and he was just said, like, "Oh fuck, can't be us making them putting their stuff back on. Just go on anyway." Mm. Um, Lewis, to think about changing it to the five at the back uh, at nil nil. I don't know if it's worse, to be honest, or or slightly better, the fact that we were 1-0 up and potentially had something to hold on to. My only thinking was, when I was trying to make myself feel better, was like, our only width has been from full-back. So, in theory, the wing-backs will start higher up the park and it'll give us a better chance, uh, you know, of making things happen.
0: Nope. But it's this exact same as the pout game. He makes the subs too early. You go 1-0 up and you change it straight away. Why not... Keep it 5-10 minutes, see how St. Johnson react to going to 1-0 down, then make the changes. If St. Johnson are going gung-ho trying to get an equaliser, you would just accordingly take on Morris, take on Duke, even still keep taking on uh, Esther Sokler and use guys, you know, with actual pace or, you know, wingers uh, and exploit the the, um, pace in behind. Because, you know, that would be a novel idea, Barry.
1: What the fuck are wingers at this point? Um, just, just absolute madness. And you know they got Duke sitting on the benches as, uh, as well. Uh, you're wearing his match worn Frankfurt top. That's the most action uh, it's seen in a wee while. A Duke shirt. I just, uh, I don't know. And I suppose also, likewise, when uh, when McDonald goes comes on, you could also perhaps throw on Shaden Morris even for Nikki Devlin. Like to say, maybe you know, just as as a right midfielder, as that wing back, but he's got a little bit more about him in terms of pace and directness going forward. Okay, we know the end product maybe still has you know room for improvement, but I just I, I can't I can't understand some some of the changes and and like I mean we've been booting the ball up to to uh, Andy Constein, Gordon and. Whoever else they had back there, I can't even remember. And it's just absolute meat and drink for them over Miowski's head. And then Sockler's not really that type of player either. Who's going to go and batter into them and uh, and sort of give them any any worries aer- aerially And then so then we resorted to punting it to the wee guys for no reason.
0: Yeah, and the, and I guess you know you're you're mentioning the subs. You know, I I understand in a sense why Barry Robson brings Angus McDonald on, uh, you know, centre back for a centre back. Was it needed at the time? I I agree. I don't think so. Um, But the other change as well, you know, you mentioned there about the Angus McDonald change kind of meaning that we had no more subs to use. Um, So we only used four instead of our allotted five. Was the Richard Jensen for Jack McKenzie change? I didn't get that one either because unless Jack was injured, why make that change? And again, also affected us later on in the game because you've wasted a, a sub, leaving us with only only two. It, it didn't it didn't feel necessary at the time.
1: No, and the answer is not really someone I've been particularly impressed with. Uh, sort of in, re- well, in, recent, week, in recent games because you know it's been been a while since we played a lot of games um, as well. So I, I don't I don't really know and like in terms of being comfortable on the ball, the centre-backs don't look anywhere near near that, really, arguably, yeah. other than Rubicic, uh, which is mental. Uh, he went on a nice, mazy run before, probably throwing himself to the ground. Um, and he's arguably performing the best of, of the three that we'd usually see start. And mm. I don't think we expected that from his first few games.
0: Yeah, well, the other thing about, about Richard Jensen is, of course, he's our player, and we're starting Stefan Garteman instead. And look, I'm neither here nor there on Stefan um, at at the minute, but it kind of goes back to the issue that we had last season and kind of goes against with what Barry was saying last season about wanting to play players that are kind of committed to the club Um, because we're filled with loan players, yet one of the players that is committed in terms of his contract um, can't get a game just now ahead of uh, ahead of a lone player. However, given Ruby went off injured, it, it looked a, a sore one um, in real time. But I think obviously a positive is the fact he managed to walk off the pitch it is it opens the door for both Angus and Richard Jensen to claim a starting place over the next couple of games because those games are coming thick and fast.
1: wouldn't be surprised if it was both of them going in the hearts. Five <laughs> at the back will be so back for Tang castle.
0: Oh, five. 100%. I mean, he will be doing anything and everything he can to protect his job, and if it means a back five, a back five is what we're going to see um, come Saturday. Five four
1: one, anyone?
0: I was to say five, five zero. It be as well,
1: because the amount of times we're just lumping the ball up to Miofsky uh, when, even if he wins a header, there's just nobody near him in any sort of support, um, it would be as well just
0: taking him out of there and plugging another one in midfield. <laughs> We spoke about St. Johnson hitting the, the woodwork towards the end of the game. We also had um, a quite op- good opportunity, Esther Sokler. Similar, feels like he always has good opportunities in injury, injury time. i got PTSD to his Frankfurt chance with that miss last night. Watching it back behind the goal, why I can't help but feel he is looking where Miofsky is and trying to square that ball back across goal. You're a striker get that header aimed down into the bottom corner I was going to say on target he got it on target but fuck me like Graham Shinney earlier when he had the long bursting run from halfway to the edge of the box and he passed it into Mito's hands another tame attempt to go from Aberdeen um, and kind of just summed up most of our game yesterday was that Sokler chance yeah I mean on Graham Shinney's chance he did all the hard work yeah um, getting
1: by their midfielders holding them off and then just the tamest shot you've ever seen with his right foot, which I cannot understand how players can't strike a ball with both feet. Um, you are being paid thousands of pounds a week. How have you made it that far? Um, oh, Mickey Almiron's another one, which is, don't even get me started on him. Um, no, I like him. Uh, and, yeah, the soccer one has to do better, head it into the ground a little bit more even, just to give a bit of a problem uh, for Mitov. Uh, I mean, all he really had to do was pick the penalty out of the back of the net and stop uh, a Nicky Devlin cross that yeah. sort of looked sort of similar to the Liam Scales one, but from the other side, except they actually dealt with it, unlike uh, Alan McGregor. So,
0: yeah. sign so me to up. And I, I think this is also a fair point, and I did kind of think this as well, was, um, as Pedro says, I don't think Esther gets enough games. He's lacking sharpness in the box. Um, given games, I think he is a player, and... Um, uh, and yeah, probably a lot of these strikers do need, you know, enough game time to have that sharpness for those split-second opportunities and and Esther's not getting it. <clears throat> Another tweet I saw last night and again sent to you and we were going to discuss on the show came from a, a red point of view um, fan account on, on, on Twitter, speaking about the apathy that's kind of swept the Aberdeen support in full really um, a, a, after last night. Um Worst part of that tonight is even if you win, it's so what? Feels um, that the team is going nowhere. Um, Kind of really sums up everything kind of spot on. That was just a couple of the the lines from the tweet itself, but sums up the feeling I think most, well, certainly us having, there's a a lot of you watching this um, live tonight, a lot of you commenting your thoughts as well, probably sums up the, the general feeling come full time yesterday.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't get me wrong. We've been absolutely delighted with with three points said prior in the preview. I don't even care if if, if how we get it. If we get three points, I'll be delighted. Um, given you know how our track record down there uh, and how poor we've been just in general, I suppose. Um and I do understand that. But at the same time, if we got three points coming up the road, I would have been bouncing off the roof of the car. Um, but I do un- certainly understand the point when we're putting in performances like that. OK, the three points would be nice, but it's like the, the whole of the 90 minutes just not enjoyable whatsoever. And, you know, we go to football to be entertained, to distract us from whatever shite we've got going on in our life. And if they're s- spending hard on money as well at that point, too. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the type of shite that's getting served up. It's not on, is it?
0: Yeah, and I think I think my disappointment as well is obviously we're we're waiting to to speak to a couple of people from the club, um, and they'd said that we know they want a couple of positive results to come on next week, um, and I think we can kiss goodbye to the, to that interview next week, Callum, um, as well. We're going to struggle to hit the the target that that was set um, based on last night's performance anyway.
1: No, nope, can't see that. I mean, I said to you uh, last night, there's no chance because we're not going to win it hearts. It's more actually a matter of uh, how many we're going to lose by. um you know, they, 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 you know, we're a bit disastrous against Dundee. Um, however, came back excellently to win that. I'm sure they'll be buoyed by that. Uh, and we simply can't. There's any point doing any more previews. We can't play at Tynecastle. It's a disaster. We're going to lose. How about
0: that? Exactly. Neither team can win. Uh, that away picture and I guess the question is is Saturday D-Day for Barry Robson does he have to simply have to win to keep himself in a job does a point keep himself keep him in a job or does it even matter what happens on Saturday there's so many fans that were maybe sitting on the fence have jumped to the other side now
1: um, from the football monitoring board perspective, I would suspect um, not losing by three will probably be enough uh, to keep him in the job. No, I think, I think I think a point would probably be enough, and plus a point at time Castle most of the time would be a pretty good result. Doesn't really help us all that much. Um, so I don't know. I think I have a feeling that like I would be happy with the points. I just expect us to lose 3 0, but it's not enough for me to be like. Yeah, let's give him more time. Um, however, I suspect those at the club
0: might feel different. Uh, yeah, I think as well, Robson's not going to walk from the job. That That's for sure. Um, despite whatever pressure comes his way. It's so sad that we're both sitting here probably saying we would be happy with a point because we're that far behind Hearts in the race for third already. You know, we're not even at the end of January and I feel third. Is already gone
1: we're not in the race for third if they beat us <laughs> we're 20 points ahead of us
0: um in January. yeah no i don't think it's as much as that now because obviously we picked up a point okay okay yesterday. maybe it's 19
1: points forgive me <laughs> oh fuck it's back on
0: yeah <laughs> to be fair i'm i'm still very much after last night i'm very much looking over my shoulder um based on the the run of fixtures we've got um coming up um, as well but you look at the game coming up on Saturday and it, it feels like Barry Robson um, is using up his nine lives this season I mentioned the the games earlier in the season where we papered over the cracks with victories over both Hearts and Ross County so that's two of his nine lives saved it, it very much feels like Saturday is that that third and could it be three and out for, for, for Barry Robson um, like, I didn't think we would be sitting here speaking about the the manager going, but the apathy amongst the support right now. That that tweet that we read out um, from from Red point of view. The other kind of sentence in that tweet was everything feels kind of pointless right now. So again, touching on the game on Saturday, win, lose or draw, we're still stuck with Barry Robson.
1: Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean. Uh, I, I don't think it would be three strikes and he's out, although I suppose, um, you know, I guess could have got those three games, although things were pretty poor prior. Um, interesting for Pedro, 73. And knowing us, it would be uh, quite mm. typical that we'll win that and then probably lose to Dundee uh, on the Tuesday. Um, it, it does It does sort of add up. And Kaiser, I know, three saying, unless we're in serious relegation strife, Robson will be here for the season, it looks like. And if he was going to be here for this season, uh, it would be nice if uh, we got some new additions to sort of freshen things up a bit. Uh, however, 25th of January, at the time we're live, uh, fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. Vicente Persauen's gone out on loan. Nobody's really surprised by that, but it is a baffling
0: case, isn't it? I've updated the calendar for those interested.
1: And i tell you what, McDonald as well, he's been liked uh, earlier in the window too. So maybe there's still time for that.
0: Oh, but uh, as Can't Be Bothered says, do you think the lack of transfer activity is because the board aren't sure about Robson? Maybe, but if they aren't sure about Robson, they're going to get rid of him in the next couple of days. We're stuck with what we've got. And like I said, I look, I don't think we've got a bad squad. I just don't think we're getting the best out of this squad. And I'm putting that at the manager's door personally. Um, but any new manager or interim is not going to have any time to add any anybody they would like to this squad. So it feels with days to go, what we have is what we're going to work with unless some club comes in with an audacious bid to try and steal anybody away.
1: That would really just make things so much better. I mean, oh dear, that's a terrifying thought given how bad we've been. And um, if someone comes in and takes one of the few good players we've got this season, boy, I'm, off, I'm looking at you. Um, <laughs> and a good point from how do 1% cover 99%? New additions, haha, they won't play anyway. Good point. I mean, we've got, you know, players sitting on the bench that we signed in the summer or recently uh, and spent decent fees on and not even getting off the bench when, you know, we're, we've been pretty measly uh, away at St John's. I think
0: measly is maybe, um, maybe being uh, generous as well. Mm-hmm. And standing free since 1903 says is the FMB watching? Well, if they are watching, um, we were going to be hearing about the January strategy um, next week, but it doesn't look like we're going to be hearing about that. So there is, um, is one. Well, <laughs> allegedly. So um, it would be it'll be interesting uh, when we when we do cap chop. Um, with with the club to hear what the strategy was for, for, for this month. If we do um, after this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it could be a, a few months at, at this rate till we, we catch up with, with them. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think it's quite safe to say what the feeling is like going into um, to Saturday's game. You mentioned the fact that Dundee, um, sorry, Hearts will be buoyed by the fact that um, they came back from 2-0 down against Dundee to win. Shankland will I'm sure be motivated himself despite going on his campaign of being top scorer despite missing penalties. Utara Oda who's caused us problems in the past um, scoring midweek. Alan Forrest out of nowhere has come on to a, a decent game. Uh, the only blessing for us is they still look pretty shite defensively but I mean folk in, um, glass houses shouldn't throw stones. No, they should not.
1: Um yeah, that's yeah, they have looked pretty suspect defensively, um, which is encouraging if I had any faith in us to create decent chances. I suppose at Easter Road, we lost two nil, um we definitely did take create a lot of chances, enough chances to probably win the game and didn't. Um you would hope that were we to create chances for the likes well, I say the likes of Miofsky. For Miofsky. Um mm. And you know maybe Jamie McGrath uh, at Tanker, you'd hope that they'll take them this time. Um, however, I don't know. I just I don't I don't feel confident in any way, shape, or form. And some of my best pals are Hearts fans, so they could really <laughs> compile the misery, which I'm not looking forward to. Just thank God I'm not actually going and helping my girlfriend move up to Aberdeen. So that'll be nice. At least I'll just pretend nothing's up, nothing else happening on Saturday, uh, yeah. and have a lovely time instead. Um, however, it would actually be nice if we could, you know, get some results because I don't, I'm not enjoying any of this. You know, I'm not enjoying um being miserable in the car, uh, listening to my, romance, my chemical romance and Green Day, um, and I'm not enjoying these rants, particularly when I've got a cold. So I'd, I'd like to just be like, oh, we won a game, it's good, and then just be done with it. But no.
0: Yeah, um, Phil Mayor's got a lot to live up to in the co-host seat. Um, when when me and him sit down um, on Sunday after the game, and I guess the result and outcome of the result, I'm looking at the football monitoring board for this will depend if that show um, is broadcast live on on Sunday evening um, or pre-recorded for release on Monday. Um, Graham Rate make, makes a point in regard to, to Robson's future. Um, uh, the End of his point is about it's only a few months before season tickets go on sale. I actually um looked back at when this season's season ticket information came out and it was at the beginning of March. Um so we're really only about 6 weeks away from probably finding out the season ticket prices. I know you're eager to find out if student prices are uh, included, but it's not exactly the run of form you're wanting to be carrying going into season tickets being released especially if worst case there was a price increase on them
1: oh i don't think they'd be able to deal with the backlash after that if i know they probably wouldn't care i know that us <laughs> idiots would turn up regardless um however uh, if you are listening uh mr burrows or anyone uh, alike uh, i'm sorry about everything i've said please give us student prices thank <laughs> you that would be nice
0: well we'll see what comes um of that but yeah in terms of Saturday I think from an Aberdeen point of view in terms of team news I guess we'll just wait and see um what uh Robson has to come out and say tomorrow in his presser for Rubicic being fit or not I'm also interested to see what he has to say on Vinny leaving um as you mentioned vinny has gone off to FCMN for uh, in the Erste Divisi and um, they're currently mid-table and um, sitting in 10th so he's gone on a season-long uh well, loan for the rest of the season. I can't remember, is he out of contract at the end of season?
1: Uh, I've got a feeling it's until 2025, but bear with me uh, as I check whilst I point out uh, Vicente Bissouin, uh one of the few players, along with Jeffrey de Vischer, who will have played for both FC Evan and Aberdeen Football Club. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that statistic. Um, do not
0: say we do not provide you with valuable information because that will 100% be a quiz question in years to come. And yeah, so said you good. don't contribute much to this podcast, Callum?
1: I know, that's about the, 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 the only sort of research I'll do. Just um, uh, Oh, contract expires. Apparently... Oh, no, no, it's 2026, not even 2025, 2026. Um, So it might uh, be a few more loans, you would feel like, before uh, uh, they got rid of him. Or maybe a new manager comes in and gives him a chance, but then there's the concern that that's two managers that have now binned him in January hmm. uh, back to the Netherlands.
0: Yeah, I was going to say he could be on a Polvara redemption arc or he could just be um, packing his bags never to be seen again and sticky toffee uh, pudding sales in the northeast Plummet plummet after that news. Um, as I mentioned as well, um, Bonnie Rigg, um, the cup game has been priced at £15 for adults, £5 for under-12s. The upper deck will be closed for that game. The club putting them on sale already. Um, we've discussed Vinny leaving. Um, could it be the end of his career and could Saturday column be the end of Barry Robson's career
1: I don't think so um I think um even with a defeat providing it's not as embarrassing as last season's defeat um then
0: he'll still be here do you think though do you think though because you know you say as long as it's not an embarrassing defeat but I think any defeat will not be met. Well, by those that travel down oh God, on God. Saturday and then you're then putting loads of pressure on both Robson and the squad for a midweek rearranged game against Dundee Um oh I mean God. that's a load of pressure on top of the league table putting pressure on I'm sure
1: It's a lot of pressure but I agree with Johnny if we lose on Saturday nothing will happen and um, however, I would hate to think if we lose at Tyne Castle and then proceed to lose to Dundee, how bad it would be at Potaudry or uh, the probably reduced crowd anyway, uh, that that might be there.
0: Well, the only thing I will say is if we do lose those two games, it gives Dave the perfect opportunity to get live in front of the sky cameras and get the crocodile tears out. And there's your opportunity for Barry Robson to be seen leaving, you know, prime time. Well, it's not really prime time here, but it might be in America
1: hmm maybe um, i wonder what sort of uh advertising board you could get robson to climb over what would what, 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 what would be the most interesting advertising board for him to climb over
0: uh, leave your thoughts in the comment below um that's definitely one that we could put on um some of them will probably not be able to read out um the way folk, folk um come up with but like, like you said calum look we both don't want to be sitting here and <laughs> we'll probably get criticised for being overly negative um, on this podcast. But I mean, fuck me. If anyone can find anything positive from last night and looking ahead to the weekend, then feel free to let us know and come on next time to contribute a bit of positivity because it's fucking hard to be positive about this football club right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, we pay our money. Um we've got to make ourselves feel better a little bit and maybe maybe just you know getting it all out is exactly the way we wouldn't have to do it if we you know occasionally every now and then got three points in games you'd expect us to
0: well that that's very true um and three points this this weekend would be highly unexpected but equally welcomed um and and certainly lift the mood going into um a home double header because you know as i said the, look the the game against dundee um, feels like a bit of a, a ticking time bomb um, right now for the way that both the crowd will feel. Obviously, the the, the last time out at home against the Minn didn't exactly go to plan, so you know, prep pressure on there. But let, let's see what what the weekend weekend and, and then Tuesday brings. It's going to be <laughs> be brutal. Um, Paul Donaldson says if they have the Ashvale board on the roof of the Merklin stand then over that one well who's what's the trampoline company that got the um, that replaced the Soul Spirit tradition banner uh, on the RDS could we get a big fuck off trampoline for him to bounce out over the stadium on
1: no, that would be, or we could just get a, a, another one on the other side so he just constantly is doing this forever
0: <laughs> yeah and he's just got to stay and watch the new manager coming in and improve this squad massively
1: well, I don't know if that'll
0: happen. Well, I mean, it's really not hard at um, uh, this moment in time because things just are, aren't improving. But Well, we ha- I would say, however, we have thought
1: that twice before so far. And what's that thing about uh, Einstein and sort of insanity uh, expecting the same results, uh, expecting diff- doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results? So maybe we just need to accept that we're just going to be bad forever now.
0: Is, that, is, that, is this really the price we've had to pay for finally getting into the European group stages? A, a season of suffering domestically and just clinging on to cup competitions um, to give us some glimmer of hope? Because do you really think the FMB might cling on to the fact we beat Bonnie Rigg to keep Barry in a job?
1: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I suppose the one saving grace is Hearts were pretty bad when they had Europe next season. So maybe it'll just be a constant sort of back and forth where they finish third, qualify for Europe, do shite in the league whilst they're in Europe, then we qualify and then just vice versa, just forever until Hibs or someone <laughs> finally decides to get their act together. Um, but, you know, at least Hibs are making signings, I guess, to try and improve.
0: Yeah, very true. Uh, and then one final point for tonight, uh, I guess, um, is probably for kind of discussion when the inevitable happens. Who trusts Cormac to find a replacement given his track record so far? No, not me. Mm. Yeah, no pressure lads Um, when the time comes. um, Hopefully it's not an interim manager that does well and we're forced to give them the job and keep in this other vicious cycle that we've got ourselves into. It's going
1: to be a nightmare when Stuart Duff gets us third place this season I tell you.
0: (sighs) Well, actually, as Lee Seymour points out, I've just forgotten... Curtis Main's returning to Pataudry on Tuesday night. Wow, if ever there's a writing on the wall for ending a manager's time at Pataudry.
1: Joe to say long throw Curtis Main on the end of it.
0: Come on. <laughs> Come on down. Tony Doherty running up the sideline like Jose Mourinho Old Trafford. I'm on board with that. To be fair, yeah. I'd enjoy it. Well, there we go. We've written the script. It just needs to be carried out. Um, I think that's a quite funny place to end it. I think we've
1: gone mental throughout the course of this episode
0: I mean if you don't go mental watching this Aberdeen's team then fair play but thank you very much to everybody that's joined in this thursday night therapy session live on the red tinted glasses youtube channel and we nearly touched 100 people watching live with us at at points throughout this show lots of you commenting below so if you are still tuned in please do hit that like button here on youtube or if you're catching up as well it does mean a lot to us share the episode with friends if you want to help them get over the midweek result as i said callum will be um missing out uh, on Sunday probably probably you're the lucky one Um, and Phil Mayer will be stepping in to look back at what happens at Tynecastle and look ahead to the visit of Dundee to Potaudry and then we'll be back in midweek rounding up that game ahead of the visit of Celtic to Potaudry on Saturday lunchtime so thank you very much for tuning in things can only get better until next time thanks for watching